morning, everyone. We're on Coffee with Casey, and we're going to take a quick look at what's going on in the market. We're going to see if there's any inventory that's coming out. You know, we've just spun a brand new year. It's been crazy since, you know, 2020, since the pandemic. Um, so let, let's see where we are. Is inventory coming back? That was a problem last year. It was down. Um is are the buyers coming back? And I'm sorry, but I got a dab today because I cut myself from bleeding half to death. So I don't want to bleed out during the show. Um, so, you know, are the buyers back? What's the messaging for the sellers? Are interest rates accurate right now? Are they where they should be? You know, they're not. This is not where interest rates should be. You know, they should be in a different place. So we're going to cover all of that this morning. And you'll leave here with a good knowledge of, of where we are and where we're headed. So first, let's do, let's go to, uh, let's go to some charts. Let's take a look at our, um, let's take a look at where we are. Let's go here. And then let's go up here. And let's go here. Okay. All right, guys. So the first thing we're going to look at is uh, the inventory. Is it back? Are the buyers back? You know, who knows? You put a house on right now. Is anybody coming to see it? right? Where should rates really be? And what's the message to the sellers, you know, and to the buyers? So first, let's go with the inventory. So inventory right now in Vienna, taking the first 15 days of the year is down 63%, right? In Fairfax County as a whole, inventory, and this is from last year, this is from 2022. And you can see it's down 21%, 42%, pretty much down across the board, some heavier than others. Prince William is way down, Vienna is way down. So, so what does that mean for buyers? But well, for sellers, it's good because you have no competition, right? And I'm gonna show you that in a minute. But what does that mean for buyers? Well, our buyer agents are a little different than the rest of the buyer agents. A buyer agent will usually tell a buyer, a realtor that works with buyers, will tell a buyer, if you see something you like, send it to me. And I'll open the door. And if we like it, we'll write a contract. Now that's not the way we work, right? So if we have a buyer, it's our job to go find the house. We have inventory experts. Like I have experts in Vienna inventory, Oakton inventory, uh, Willowsford inventory, Haymarket inventory. You know, I've got experts in all those fields. So you may sell your house in Vienna with uh, one of our agents that are experts in Vienna. But if you want to move to Haymarket, you're moving with a badass rock star in Haymarket that knows all of Haymarket. So, so the whole goal of our team is, you know, you work with people that are experts where they are, where they live. They know that inventory. See those numbers up at the very top, right? Those are the, that's the uh, number of withdrawals that Vienna had since um, September 1, right? So they've had 65 withdrawals. So if there's only seven homes on the market in Vienna and six of them are under contract, right? You, you don't have a lot to choose from. But there are five homes that failed to sell. Look at how many in Fairfax County. And then in Loudoun County, there are 314. Prince William County, 487 homes withdrew unsold. Arlington, 121. So I'm not saying they're all uh, sitting there off the market. Some have come back on. But there's a huge pool for buyers out there for that our buyer agents go after. All right. Let's take a look on the seller side. So what we're looking at here is the blue is the, this is the percentage of homes that are under contract, right? So the blue is 2019. 
So let's go back to when things were quasi-normal, 219. And let's say that here you had 52% of the homes were under contract in the first 10 days or first uh, 15 days, right? So they were listed in 15 days. How many of those went under contract within that 15-day period? 52%. Okay, well, last year, remember how everything was in the 70s? Last year, 74% of the homes went under contract in the first 15 days. So if it came on in that period, it went under contract just that fast. Okay. So look at the number in Vienna. Now that's caused because there's very little inventory right now. So if I'm a seller in Vienna and open, I'm flying on the market, right? Because there's no inventory. 86% of the homes are under contract. So that's a great sign, right? It is also a good sign that the buyers are out there. If 86% of the homes got sucked up in the first two weeks, that tells me that there are buyers out there. So let's move to Fairfax County. They were at 45% normal. Last year was crazy. They went to 75. Now they're at 60. Well, 60 is a seller's market. Remember, 60% of the homes under contract is a seller's market. So if you look in each market that you're in, whether it's Loudoun County, Prince William County, or Arlington, you are either in a seller's market or you're pretty damn close. Now, consider this. That's not just the homes under contract. Those are the homes that sold within 15 days of coming on the market, right? So, so those are good, strong numbers. We have good, strong um, seller. And for the buyers, you just have to go back. And you have to go back and find um, homes that were on the market. And that's, that's what we do. You don't do it. We do it. Our agents do that, right? They're experts at finding homes that just come on the market and then what you do is they come on the market not all of them are correctly priced some are crazy i mean some come on they should be 1.7 they're 185 or some come on at 9 950 and they should be 850 so not all homes are good homes so what we do is when we see a home that fits the criteria of a buyer we do our pricing model and determine what is that house really worth so we did one uh, where we thought a house was worth about 1.8, 1.825, came on the market at 1.7, needs a little work, but that's a good deal. I mean, that's a good deal to go after something like that. So, you know, a buyer's agent is not there to open doors. Buyer's agents are there to go find the house. But this tells all sellers that now in January, whatever we are, 19th, 2023, you're all in control of your markets, especially in the Vienna Oakton market. And then, um, you know, you can see which market you're in, but all of them, I think, are, are securely in a seller's market. Take into account, a lot of people overpriced their house. That's where those numbers are down. I think it's closer. I think those are stronger if you, if you kick out the homes that are just overpriced. All right. So again, remember, this looks familiar. Last year, at this time, it was 78%, right? So you saw it dwindle as, the, as we moved towards the summer. And then it got all the way down in here in the winter. Last month, it was 52%, as you just saw. But if you look at the ones that we rated as, as priced correctly, it's more like 71% of the well-priced houses are under contract. So, so I think, again, this is saying January and February are definitely times that you want to get out there. Uh, we're preparing a bunch of houses right now. Um, launching first week, first two weeks of, of February. And, and that really kicks off our spring market. So let's go on to where interest rates are. So 
Interest rates right now are 6%, right? Okay, so a 30-year fix, about six, six and a quarter. Well, what should they be, right? I mean, what what should they be, right? They So uh, the 10-year uh, treasuries are the indicator that pushes mortgage rates up and down, or, or should, right? So you see this number 3.37. So the way you arrive at what rates should be is you add 1.7% on that number. So if you add 1.7% on that number, what should 30-year rates be right now? That's a math question. It should be 5%, well, then 6%, okay? So I think what they did was they pumped the rates up higher because they thought they were going up higher. So they wanted to get out in front of it. But now as rates ease, right, we're down to 3.37, those rates should be at 5%. And that's, I think, where it's going to fade to. Now, so it should already be there, right? Well, if you get a 7 to 10-year arm, which is what you use in higher interest rate times, that's three quarters of a point off of that. So really, you should be looking in the low fours, right? It really should be about 4.25, 4.4, 4.5. So does this mean that buyers wait? No, it doesn't mean buyers wait. It just means that rates are trending down. You can refinance at no points when rates go down and do that in you know, a year or two as rates are going down. But you need to have the confidence that rates are moving down. That, that is a trend that's working, as you can see. So you know, feel confident that within seven to 10 years, you're going to be down in the low rates. So we always say, you know, marry the house. Get a great deal on a house, and I'm going to show you that in a minute. Get a good deal on a house, and uh, and and you know just date the rate, right? Marry the house, date the rate. Somewhere down the line, you're just going to refinance. So I don't want to hear any of this garbage that adjustable rate mortgages seven to ten years are risky. That's a seven to ten year period when historically rates have fluctuated up and down. When they go down, you refinance, like everybody else has. All right. Let's look at let's look at some of the markets and where the prices are. The message right now to a lot of the sellers is, you know, this is where your price was. By the way, I do this for every listing I do. So for every listing I have, I walk in with a chart that looks just like this. That says not only is this where your house is worth right here, but this is where it was worth in 2020. And the reason why I want to point that out is, you, right now, you are probably, not probably, you're $400,000 above where you were back in 2020. 400000 on that house. And this is, uh, what is this? 3,500-square-foot uh, house built in 2010. So, um, you know, similar right here, you've got 1.1 to 1.4. So that's gone up 300000 you know? And this has gone up 280,000. So, so you can see that we're on average in each market. This is Vienna. This is Oakton, right? So Oakton was at a million uh, 38, now they're 1.2. So they're about 150,000 over. This is about 300,000 over. This is about 400,000 over. So, you know, Oakton, Vienna, all of these markets, the ones that are really kicked in, and I'll get to those in a minute, are the are the really way far outs in Haymarket and, and uh, Willowsford and, and areas like that. But 
let's look at homes in Virginia run. Okay. Well, in 2020, uh, 2,500 square foot house was sitting at about $665,000. Right now it's 819, right? So that's 140,000. I'll figure out what the percentages are. This was at about 750, these homes, and now they're up at over 900, right? These homes were at 850, and now they're at 1.16. That's $300,000 increase over that number. Now, I can guarantee you that it probably took 15 to 20 years to get that this 150000 to go from where they were to 850. So I've, I'll bet you 15, 20 years ago, it was 700. So it took them 15 to 20 to that number. And then to get the same profit, it took them three. So if people are thinking, mm, now might be a time to sell, well, You've got a lot of equity that's been built up. It's it's a historic run up. How far, you know, are these going to slide down? I don't think so. I think rates are coming down. You know, there's a demand on housing. There's not a lot of building, especially after a recession like we're in right now. Not a lot of building going on. Builders are cutting back. So, so we do go in cycles, right? So could prices soften a little bit more? Sure. But I think right now they're pretty solid. Um, especially with interest rates coming back down. So we'll see what happens. Um, this is Dominion Valley. Again, same story. A 5,500 square foot home in Dominion Valley went for $870,000. Right now it's 1.265. I can tell you what, I know Dominion Valley. A lot of them bought in 2002, 2003, and they bought, or 2005 when prices were up. And then the prices went below underwater. I mean, you were underwater in Dominion Valley for, I don't want to say 10 years, but I'll bet it was 10 years. I mean, I could go back. I'll bet it's 10 years. And, and they finally regained their pricing. Um, and then boom, now they've gone up. What is that? Uh, that's that's $400,000. So Dominion Valley on those big houses went up $400,000 in the last three years. Um, the... 4,500 square foot homes, they went from uh, 846 to 1,044,000. So, so let's take a look at this. So the bigger homes are producing better here, right? Okay, well, we got to take that into account. Why is that? It's because many people moved when they realized they didn't have to work in their office anymore. The, they could go out, get more house, get bigger house. What this is right here, that's Fairfax County money. I'm going to guarantee you, that's Fairfax County money where people said, and Arlington money, where I don't have to live in Arlington and pay these prices anymore. And I don't have to live in Vienna and pay these prices anymore. I can move out to Dominion Valley, get a nice house, get behind. See what I mean? So you've got to look at the historical data, not only where you are, but how you got here, right? So then we have uh, Willowsford. Willowsford is experiencing the same thing, right? Willowsford had a boom, okay? So this house started at 900,000. It's right now, it's at 1.269. So again, $400,000, $300,000, $400,000 growth. This is at 400,000 over where it was right here. So, you know, the message, if we wanna just say, what's, what's our message here, okay? Our message is, let me get, get back to you. Our message is, Inventory is not back, right? Um, buyers are back. Um, 
homes are 25 to 40% higher than they were before. They've risen um, in three years. Um, they've risen about, uh, you know, 25 to 40%, which is in some cases 150 to 400,000 bucks. The farther out you were, the bigger the houses, the more the benefit you got. So we need to know that because if people start to push back on those prices on the bigger houses, we need to be ready for that, right? We need to know that we we really overdid it and and let's let's figure it out. Now let me tell you another important thing about this. Let, let me let me go back here. I'm going to go back real quick. Show you how important this is. So so let's take let's take a house on this chart, right? Let's just say that um uh, 3,500 square foot house, and the guy wants um, a million one for it. And we look at it and go, well, I don't know, man. These houses, they they went for, you know, they're they're about 900, you know, 930. They're not a million one. But what if back here, when he bought his house, what if he paid 150,000 more for it when he bought it? Well, what does that tell you? What if you paid eight fifty for it, right? Well, then it's getting close, right? So we can look at it and go, there's something in this house, there's something with the home that made him pay, come on, man, that made him pay $150,000 premium for it. What is it? Is it the lot? Is it the neighborhood? Is it that they got $150,000 deck on the back? Is it that the lock backs the woods or a pond? You got a view of a pond. Whatever it was, is something that you have to take into account. So um, when we price a house, it's hard. It's not easy. I mean, some are easy, some are hard. So I'll do a pricing model. Kevin will do his pricing model. It's getting better than I am at it, by the way. Need more detail, guy. So he has more time to spend on the details than I do. Then the agent will look at it. And then between us, we'll kind of have formulated where we are. Now, some agents will just go in and put an address in and let a computer tell you what it's worth. Well, that's bullshit, right? Because there's tens of thousands of dollars at stake. 40 to 50% of the homes in Vienna where we're drawing unsold because they were overpriced. Why? Because that's what the computer said they were worth. That's bullshit. I hate to say that, but hey, I'm paying for this. So I can say whatever I want. I'm not on CBS. I don't like to see people lose money. And I don't like to see um, unprofessionals uh, pricing things. So the, 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 the method has to be, you know, I look at, Kevin looks at it the agent that lives in that area and knows those houses like the back of his hand, he knows it. Then we go back. If we're, if we have a problem with our expectations and the seller's expectations, we've got to go back. Maybe he paid a premium for the house or maybe he's wrong. Right? So we would go back and we would, they are wrong, not he is wrong, but they are wrong. So we'll go back and try and reconcile. We'll, this is a collaboration. This is not, we're not telling you what it's, you know, we're trying to come to a, a agreement. We're trying to come to a, a logical place where this price should be. Now, I will tell you that at that point, 
do all your work, do all your pictures, fix your house up and do all that. But then it, it's really going to become critical this this spring and this winter. And it always has been. It, 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 I don't want to say this spring. It's always important that we take that collaborated price, we introduce it to the market, and we see what the market says. Pictures, social media, geofencing, Google ads, Facebook, you know, placements everywhere. 10,000 people are going to see it. What do they say? What do they say? Well, if nobody's clicking and nobody's liking and nobody's loving and nobody's favoring it, nobody's coming to see it, you're at the wrong price. We're at the wrong price. But nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change in the market. I think the only thing that changes is you have to redirect the focus of our buyer agents to become territorial and and uh, don't don't Vienna agents go running all around trying to understand Dominion Valley when we got an expert that's a, a haymarket expert out there. Just, just just work with the buyers. We'll partner up and go that way. But but know everything in your market. Know all of the withdrawals. Know the um, you know who who was on the market and looked good, but they were just two hundred thousand overpriced. And who tried to sell it themselves? I mean, uh, nine out of 10 people try and sell the, the house off themselves eventually go with a realtor. So, so the majority of them will go with the realtors, but, but right now, maybe they're off the radar screen. So buyers don't know that. And, and, and there's 8,000 houses out there in the world. It takes a skilled buyer agent to figure out what are the defining characteristics of what you need, what you want, what you can afford get you in the right place and give you the best chance, give you the best opportunity for success. Somebody says, I want a million dollars uh, house and I want a 3,500 square foot house. Let's go to Arlington and see if we can find it. You're in the wrong place. You're in the wrong place by probably 30 or 40 miles. I mean, you need to be out in Haymarket. Um, if, if, uh, if somebody's looking for a house and they can't find anything they want at, at one six or something like that, Maybe it's not Vienna. Maybe it's Oakton. Maybe it's Oak Hill. No, I want Vienna. Then you got to lower your expectations. Let's figure out what we're going to do. Magically, a house is not going to jump on the market and be 200000 less than, than everybody else and be exactly what you want and not have 25, 30 contracts after it. Everybody wants that. So we need to be very realistic. Um, for those of you that are starting out and buying, your first stop is a lender. What can, what are the interest rates? Go with the seven to ten year arm. Um, you know they are trending down, so you know we'd have to take advice from the lender on whether we should lock or float. So let me explain that. Let's say we're uh, going to buy a house, and we go in and we find a house that we love, and he gives us a commitment letter. We get the house. We we go in and we put in our application for a loan, right? Should you lock the rate or should you let it float? Because if the float, if the rate is floating down, right? If it's floating down, then maybe just let it float because you're getting lower rates. But if the lender sees a spike in the 10-year arms or the 10-year uh, treasuries, then he gives you a call and says, hey, we got to lock right now. Don't know where it's going from here, but all I know is that thing is ticked up. It's going to raise our interest rates. We're at a low. Let's go ahead and lock it in right now. And that's what that's what your rate's going to be. So if you're with a good lender, 
and now that we're starting the process all over, let's let's talk about it just real quick. Don't go to a bank. Don't go to the bank that you bank with. Don't go to Wells Fargo. Don't go to actually Wells Fargo, who we've always said is not. I mean, if, if Wells Fargo comes in with a loan on one of ours, we're gonna be like, you better go get another one. Or Bank of America or US Bank or whatever, any big bank we don't want to deal with. Well, Wells Fargo. I understand is out of the mortgage banking business. They're out of the mortgage business, which is great. Then you have brokers that are running around trying to broker loans with, with different banks and whatnot. And they're, they're pretty good, but uh, a little sketchy. The best, the best group that I would work with is a group called correspondent lenders. And a correspondent lender is a hybrid between a bank and a broker, right? So they're going to take the loan. They're going to underwrite it in-house, right? They are going to eventually sell it off to a bank, but they will close it. So they're underwriters. That's the key. You know, you're not talking to an 800 number. This is a real person. And the loan officers that are with um, correspondent lenders are, are really good. I mean, they're really good. They're not uh, order takers from a bank. They're not order takers. They're good. All right. So, so we want to make sure that they're in with a first heritage mortgage. Right. So our guy's name is Mike File and he works with our team. And he, you know, so if you don't have one, you can email us. We'll send you Mike's contact information. But there are others. There's McLean Mortgage and there's George Mason and there's, you know, there's others. There's Intercoastal. So, you know, you want to be with a professional, good correspondent lender. There's about five or six that we recommend. Again, I think Mike is the best. That's why he's with our team. But there are others. Um, that you can go and, and shop rates, right? But a correspondent lender will not only underwrite it, they have better, uh, they have local appraisers that are going to appraise it correctly. So let me give you an example. Let's say you go to the bank and this happens a lot. Let's say you go to the bank and uh, you're buying a house for a million dollars and the bank says, oh, it only appraised for 925,000. Yeah, well, it's always not moving. You got you to come up with $75,000 extra because that moves the loan amount down $75,000, right? So now you got to either come up with 75,000 or lose that house. Most people have to come up with a 75 grand. So a local appraiser, Mike Magnotti at Anthony Appraisers. And if you need a good one, you can call Mike down there at Anthony Appraisers. They, they all use the, the local people that will appraise it correctly. Um, so we want to make sure that they underwrite it themselves and they appraise it themselves. And that way the transaction is going to run smooth. So when a contract comes in on a house, we rate the agent, the lender, the program that they have, what kind of financing they have. Pretty much those are our first three things we do. And so to think that Wells Fargo is out of the, out of the market, that's fine. Credit unions are notoriously bad. And I sold a house for the head of the mortgage company over at um, Navy Federal. And I, I told, I didn't know that. Told it. We don't take Navy Federal. We don't take federal credit unions. We don't take banks. He goes, wait a minute. I'm the head of the mortgage company at, at Navy Federal. It's like, yeah, you guys suck at it. And he goes, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> we have pretty tough criteria, right? Or the appraisers were bad. And and it just, he he said, you know, I, I get it. I, I understand. You know, we have a service for our members. 
And that's kind of the way they look at it. It's a service for their members, a correspondent lender. That's their life. It's not a hobby for them. That's what they do. And because they're not tied in and order takers, a bank has clients and they call the bank and the guy just is an order taker. A correspondent lender has to work their ass off to get a client base of realtors and clients. And they're, they need to work that base. So they need to be competitive. They need to be good. So they're not order takers. And he pretty much understand it. And I still got the listing and everything went well, but it was a little shaky there for a minute. But, uh, you know, got to be able to take, got to read your, I guess you got to read your, uh, read your clientele before you make statements like that. But let me tell you something. I got a minute. Here's what I tell every agent that's on our team. And we got some really good ones. What I tell them all the time is the truth will set you free. Just tell the truth. If that's what it's worth, tell the truth. We'll figure it out. We'll come to the conclusion. If that's what the seller needs to hear, that's what we're going to say. The truth will set you free. We can all deal with the truth, right? Um, and, you know, if somebody wants to be super unrealistic, I, we don't want to work with them anyways. We'll, we'll find there's, there's, there's 100 good buyers out there, or sellers that we can work with. So we don't want to spin our wheels. We, we've seen that movie. We know how that movie ends. So, so the truth is what we want to focus on, right? What is it really worth? What do I have to do? I will be honest with you. And I got one minute left. It all changed when, when Kelly and Morgan came to work with us, my daughters. And um, I didn't want to tell a person their house was ugly as hell. You know, we got to fix this. We got to do something. You know, I didn't know how to say that. Morgan did. Kelly did. She's like, hey, man, that's a traditional look. You know, that's not what the buyers are looking for. They want a transitional look. And I'm going to take you from traditional to transitional. And then everything changed, right? Then all the homes got fixed up very nicely. You know, they were much better and they sold. And it was all by going from a traditional look to a transitional look because that's what the buyers want. And that was just an example of, truth will set you free and so the girls girls and all our agents billy awesome pat awesome uh you know pam colby morgan kelly all of them fantastic and then then what we did was we expanded into bring on ferris seaways one of the top guys at samson properties he's an expert out in willowsford and out in in that part of loudon county so when we have clients he's on our team so we can send clients that are looking for something out to him and then we also have a great uh, agents out at Haymarket, uh, Johnny G and, and his wife, Laura. They're fantastic. Live there forever. Don't come outside of the gates much. But, uh, but they know that market like the back of their hand. We are going to put on one more agent um, out in the Lowe's Island area who has been there for 27 years. and knows everything there is to know about that area. And we're going to bring her on our team soon. So we'll expand it. So when you work with the Casey Sampson team, you'll work with experts in the location of which that's important to you. Doesn't make any sense for a McLean agent to go out and look for something in Haymarket. You know, let's work with a Haymarket expert. My name is Casey Sampson. You've been listening to Coffee with Casey. I come here every day, every Thursday, 1030 to 11, hopefully give you some market information, some market strategies for buyers or sellers or real estate agents. Hopefully it helps you uh, achieve your goals. You can give me a call at 703-508-2535.
or text me at that as well if you want to know what your house is really worth. And let me just say this. We're entering now 2023. It's still going to be a sketchy market. If you have friends or you have family or you have business associates, people you know or work with or care about, don't, don't let them make a mistake in real estate. Have them contact me direct and I'll put them in touch. Sometimes we're the perfect group for them, but sometimes we're not. Sometimes there's other people. We have 5,800 agents in Samson Properties. We have a mastermind group of everybody over, I don't know what it is, $10, $20 million. These people are brilliant. So if I can't help you, I'll find somebody that can help you or your friends or your family or your business associates. But give me a call at 703-508-2535. We'll see you again next week. Bye now.